This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about. And some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad amazing the daily ticker with dirt and sprague on 1080 the fan all right daily ticker time and we talk with ross martin of inside carolina on twitter at ross martin underscore ic as yesterday the tar heels finished their miserable year losing to virginia in the acc tournament and ross hops on with us this morning ross thanks for thanks for jumping on with us man we appreciate the time i the first time ever, we've never had a team be preseason number one and, and miss the NCAA tournament, and that appears to be the case here with the North Carolina Tar Heels. I'll ask the obvious, what the hell happened this year with this team? Yeah, it's it's hard to figure out. We've been trying to figure it out for a couple of months now. I mean, they returned four of the starters from the national championship game last year and lost Brady Manick and brought in Pete Nance and I don't know, from the kind of the jump, the chemistry just wasn't there. Um, and really, the, the team couldn't make shots. They, they couldn't make big plays. They never had the big win. They they never could, you know, maintain a second-half lead. I don't think it was anything to point to specifically. It's just when they needed to, to make a run, make a shot, make a big play, they couldn't, and the losses stacked up. And they just never got a big loss. That's why they're, they're sitting – sorry, never got a big win. That's why they're sitting on the outside right now looking in it. And it's, it's very unlikely they'll get into the NCAA tournament, um, which is crazy. Yeah, preseason number one and, and now likely going to be offered an NIT bid. And we're, we're kind of wondering here in Chapel Hill if, if they're going to accept it or not. Well, uh, you know, our, our, our producer is also a play-by-play man for the University of Portland. And the PK Invitational was coming this year. And going into that thing, he was optimistic. And he said, I think they can hang. And you know, I told him he was insane, and then I watched the game on TV, and he's calling it, and the Portland Pilots damn near beat North Carolina. I think that was kind of my big first red flag. Portland Pilots have not been really good in basketball for a long time. They damn near won the game. What was your first indication that something wasn't right with this team? Yeah, I was actually there for that game. Um, and Yeah, that was a, those games out in Portland were, were a little foreboding. You know, they – they, they beat Portland. It was kind of close there for a little bit. And then they lost to Iowa State. And then they could have had a great opportunity to beat Alabama, which proved to be one of the better teams in the country. They went four overtimes with, with Alabama, but lost that game. And then they, they ended up losing again uh, to Indiana on the road. And that was like a 10-day road trip over Thanksgiving. And then they lost the next game to Virginia Tech. So they had a four-game losing streak right there. Um and that was kind of an indication of them not being able to, to seal wins, not be able to, you know, kind of close out, you know, tough games that you would think an experienced team would be able to do. That's kind of been the issue. Like they have you know, a fifth-year – they have all these veterans. They have a graduate transfer, a fifth-year graduate player in Nikki Black. You know, Caleb Love and R.J. Davis have played 
or juniors, but they've started for three years. And Armando Baycott, you know, kind of the, the all ACC players, a, a four year starter. They've all experienced, but it doesn't show. They kind of play like a, they have played kind of like a team that's young. that doesn't know how to handle adversity. Um, yeah, I think Portland w- would have been a good example. Um, you know, losing to Virginia Tech was tough. You know, they beat, they lost to Pitt twice in games they probably should have won. They would look better now. So, I mean, it's kind of where do you start with this team? Um, it, it's been disappointing all year. Ross Martin's our guest here from inside uh, Carolina, the 24-7 affiliate on Twitter, at Ross Martin underscore uh, I see on Twitter, North Carolina loses. Uh, the season's may or may not be over. I don't know if they're going to go to the NIT. I don't really care much about the NIT. I think most fans have moved on from the NIT of of relevance. But I, I would ask you about the coach. So this is kind of a two-part. Um, you work for a 24-7 affiliate. I, I'm curious, what do the message boards say about Hubert Davis? And what 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 do they do? You know, what, what is realistic for them this offseason where – you know, a year ago, they end Coach K's career in a Final Four. There's not a better way uh, to send a guy from Duke out than that. And they come close in the championship, but they fall short. And then they're announcing that they're bringing everybody back. They get all this love, and they don't even make the tournament. Where, do the, where does the program go from here? Yeah, well, I mean, there's two big differences there with what the message board is saying versus what's going to happen. I mean, there's crazies on the message board. You don't want to be on It's a dark, dark place after losses. I mean, there's tons of people who want – are calling for Hubert Davis's job, um, but that's not going to happen. I mean, he took him to the national championship game last year, probably the two biggest wins in program history in terms of, of non-championship games with the two wins over Duke last year. He, he's got he's recruited pretty well. Now his recruits aren't really in yet. Um, he's got a big class coming in next year, two years from now, 2024, that a lot of fans are looking to. You know, next year, unless they get a lot of big transfers, I don't know how much better it's going to be. They're going to have a lot of turnover. You expect at least a couple of these guys not to come back. Um, you know, Baycott has a decision to make. Caleb Love has a decision to make. Leaky Black has likely played his last game unless they go to the NIT. So, I mean, it's dark right now, but, I mean, the, high, the, the thing is with Carolina, I mean, the expectations are so high. I mean, it was national championship or bust this year. So anything short of that would have been disappointing, and fans would have been upset. Uh, obviously not making a tournament um, is a huge disappointment. So, yeah, fans are upset. Um, I imagine the big donors are upset. But, I mean, I think they're going to be patient with Hubert Davis. I still think he's a good coach. Uh, he's shown he can recruit. Now, it's interesting to see what happens when he gets his own players in. You know, and it's it's two or three classes of your own players. What can you do with them? And that's kind of what you can judge um, a coach on. But, yeah, man, I mean, fans are, are at UNC are very impatient for basketball. I mean, they expect greatness, having gone with Dean Smith and Roy Williams you know, for the last 40 years. They expect Final Fours and championships almost every year, so it's, it's a tough spot to be in. Uh, get you out of with this one non-North Carolina question, but you're an ACC guy too. Uh, Kay leaves last year, Roy Williams uh, before that. You got Jay Wright, you know, he retired a little earlier than most people thought he would. Bayheim with the weirdest retirement I maybe have ever seen from a legendary, lengthy, tenured coach. What what was your thought or your impressions when you saw the Bayheim stuff as an ACC guy? Yeah, I mean, I was in that press conference, which was crazy. Um, <laughs> I just happened to be there in Greensboro. Greensboro is my hometown where they hold the tournament, so I'm here all week. And I just popped in that press conference. That was super strange, man. He's a weird guy. Kept saying it was a university's decision that they kept kind of pressing him on retirement or not, and then he wouldn't say anything. And then, like, an hour later, 
Syracuse, I guess, released the news that they were, I guess, just he was retiring or they were moving on. It was kind of vague as to whose decision it was. Um, that was so odd. I mean, it was, it was very, very weird and strange way to retire. Um, and it is kind of funny now. Every coach who's retired in the last two years has done it a different way. You know, Roy Williams took some time and, and then and then you know kind of did the big retirement and, and had the press conference the next day. Coach K did the tour. You know, announced his retirement, announced his successor and John Shire, and then did like a year long kind of tour setting up his thing. You know, Mike Bray kind of maybe forced out by Notre Dame mm-hmm. um, midway through the season. And then, and then Bayheims was just weird and odd, too, after, what, 43 years at Syracuse. So definitely changing the guard to the ACC. Yeah. I mean, you have um, new coaches, you know, not big names. I mean, Kay and Roy and Bayheim to an extent, you know, they – you know, they were the decision makers, the, the power. I looked to them for decisions for, for so long, and they kind of carried the league, and now it's young guys. I mean, I'm 36, and Shire's younger than me. I mean, I watched him play when I was in college. You know, he was he's, he's close to my age. It's kind of bizarre, the changing of the guard in the ACC now. I got to be honest, man. I'll let you go on this, too. I'm, I'm exactly the same age, um, you know, as a kid you get gravitate towards ESPN and ESPN's always playing Duke Carolina. And, you know, I gravitated towards the baby blue. Michael Jordan went there. You had Antoine Jamison, you had Vince Carter. Uh, I will say, I don't like begrudge anybody. I don't even know him, but I see John Shire on the bench and I still hate him the way I did when he played for Duke. It's, it's an unbelievable feeling, but um, yeah, that's not the story today. The story is North Carolina fell short. They didn't have the season. They thought they would bringing everybody back. And uh, as you said, Ross, it's just a matter of how, how much better can they be next year. they got a good recruiting class coming in, and uh, we thank you for joining us. Ross Martin of 24-7 Sports inside Carolina on Carolina's uh, bad season. Thanks for hopping on, Ross. We appreciate it. I uh, appreciate it. I think it's the farthest away I've done a radio hit. I'm not sure how many Pacific Northwest radio hits I've done. So. Hey, there you go, it's man. Yeah, mark it down. <laughs> there you go. Dern Sprague in Portland, Oregon. Thanks for hopping on with us, man. There you go. See you guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.